Of Abel it was said, although he was dead, he still speaks, through faith. Let's consider some words of faith that still speak today, right here from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Thank you to our Jay Webb, as always, for his kind introductions, and you'll hear from Jay throughout our broadcast. We also appreciate you, moreover, our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the International Gospel Hour as we bring forth our broadcast through this avenue. We're grateful and honored that you have chosen to tune in today. It is also an honor to share messages from the past through our airwaves here from International Gospel Hour. In May of 2023, we lost a faithful soldier of the cross, Brother David Farr. Brother Farr lived in South Carolina in his later years, but was well known as a faithful gospel preacher, trainer of preachers, and a wonderful lover of the Word of God. Brother Farr was also known for his five-minute radio broadcast. He would begin by saying, Good morning, this is David Farr, minister of the Charlotte Avenue Church of Christ, with a message from the Bible. Today, my friends, it is my privilege to bring forth a couple of those messages from the Bible, as we honor and remember this good brother and his work, but over and above, to honor the Father above. We'll be back in a moment with our first broadcast from Brother Farr, but before we do that, here are a few words from our J-Webb. The quickest way to reach us is our toll-free number, 1-855-IGH-6988. You can request free Bible study courses, ask a question, or make a comment. Let us know where you hear our broadcast. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988. Or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. The Death of an Acquaintance This morning I picked up a church bulletin from another state and read of the death of a young preacher, The announcement was a shock because I had met him just last fall, and he seemed to be in excellent health. We had lunch together, and he came to hear my sermon in the evening. These were our only occasions to be together. Still, I am grieved to hear of his passing. The announcement praised him as a true Christian gentleman and faithful gospel preacher. Such is the impression he left with me. Hearing of the death of an acquaintance has a sobering effect. It makes us reflect on the uncertainty of life and on the certainty of death. The Bible tells us that death is appointed for men, and this is confirmed by our own observation. It is clear that it may be without warning. Centuries ago, Solomon wrote, Man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Ecclesiastes 12, 5-7 
We are reminded also of Job's words in chapter 21, verses 32 and 33. Yet shall he be brought to the grave, and shall remain in the tomb. The clods of the valley shall be tweet, or rather sweet, unto him, and every man shall draw after him, as there are innumerable before him. There is a natural fear of death because it involves a completely new experience. Christians, however, enjoy such confident hope that they are not enslaved by that fear. The New Testament declares that Jesus died that He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage, Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Inasmuch as Christ died and was resurrected, providing deliverance for us, there is no longer any need for men fearing death. To the believer, it is not a blind alley, but a passageway leading to everlasting life. We must not assume, however, that death is a blessing for any but the children of God. Revelation 14.13 says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. The Bible does not say, Blessed are those who die out of Christ. These come before God unprepared. Their lives were wasted and their deaths were tragic. In no sense is death ever a blessing for one who is lost. It would be unnatural for us to have our thoughts constantly occupied with the subject of dying. Still, we need to be aware of it to the extent that we will be prepared. Attorneys will tell us that a will is important for the disposition of our material assets. Insurance men remind us that a good policy is important for the welfare of those we leave behind. The Word of God teaches that the most important preparation of all is a righteous daily life. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Once again, friends, a message from the Bible from the late David Farr that still speaks to this day. Dear friends, are you prepared to meet the Lord? Should you die and leave this earth, would you be ready? We are constantly challenging you, our listener, and all of our listeners, to think about these things as we study the Bible together. We wish to pause and return back to our J-Web, as he'll bring forth a very special online video study we think you may find of interest. Here is our J-Web. Where did we come from? What is your purpose in life? How you answer these fundamental questions is greatly affected by whether you believe in God, believe the Bible is true, and believe Jesus to be divine. Our friend Rob Whitaker has a free online video study titled Believe the Bible, and it is an awesome study. Please allow us to send you the link, and you can check it out for yourself. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, email, and type, Believe the Bible, in the message blank. We will send the link to you. And now, let's get back to the Bible. Now, friends, let's talk about cursing. The vile practice of cursing and swearing is becoming increasingly popular both in public and private. Language formerly used only by the vilest of persons is now being used freely by many men and women. In the entertainment world, for instance, words are used which were not permitted in our homes when we were children. 
It is a sad commentary on society when speech so deteriorates that profanity, vulgarity, and blasphemy become commonplace. In view of this, we were impressed by a quotation from a general order to the Continental Army, which was issued in July 1766 by General George Washington, who wrote, The General is sorry to be informed that the foolish and wicked practice of profane cursing and swearing, a vice heretofore little known in the American Army, is growing into fashion. He hopes the officers will, by example as well as by influence, endeavor to check it, and that both they and the men will reflect that we can have little hope of the blessing of heaven on our arms if we insult God by our impiety and folly. Added to this, it is a vice so mean and low without any temptation that every man of sense and character detests and despises it. Well, thus the great general made clear how he felt about cursing. To say the least, the habit of cursing is an indication of limited education and poor taste. Certainly it betrays an absence of character education and a void of spirituality. The man or woman who must describe things in other people in vulgar terms describes himself by the words he chooses. Jesus said, Those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. Matthew 15:18. Rotten words come from a rotten heart. The third commandment warned, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. George Washington was right in thinking the blessing of heaven could not be expected by those who vainly use the name of the Lord. Have you considered that the mouth which speaks God's name in vain forfeits the right to speak it in prayer? This was the inspired thought of James when he wrote, But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? James 3, 8-11 Still there are people who, in idle and foolish talk, utter expressions like, My God, Good Lord, Jesus, and so on, without the slightest reverence. Add to this the practice of vulgar and suggestive speech, and we see how greatly men need to heed our Lord's warning when He said, Every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Matthew twelve thirty six and 37. What wonderful thoughts on this matter. Well, let me back up, friends. I won't say they're wonderful. Let's say they are important thoughts concerning cursing and the language that we use. We appreciate reaching back and listening to these words that came over the broadcast waves many years ago from the late David Farr. And to have access to his broadcast and to share these from time to time will be a part of our broadcast here from International Gospel Hour. Brother Farr was a faithful servant of the cross, and it is our honor to use material from Brother Farr and from others. Our first speaker, Brother B.E. Howard, our second speaker, Brother Winford Claiborne, we refer back to their broadcast from time to time. There are others whose outlines that we use, such as the late Leroy Brownlow, Fred Dennis, and others. We hope that you will find these of strength and comfort to you, as they are biblically written, faithfully delivered, once again, from the Word of God. How grateful we are. 
The International Gospel Hour is under the oversight of the West Fayetteville, Tennessee Church of Christ, under the oversight of their elders. Our address is P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee 37334. You can also reach us at our toll-free number at 855-444-6988. We would love to hear from you. We'll continue these studies together at another time. And thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com to God be the glory.